Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Technology is a wonderful thing. It offers so many opportunities and innovations. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us just how dangerous it can be in the wrong hands. Being so close to the end times, we, as believers, can't be caught unaware. We need to be anticipating what the Bible has told us to expect in our day. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 18th, 2022. Israel's transportation ministry said that it would move ahead with plans to build an extension of the Tel Aviv-Jerusalem high-speed line that would directly connect Tel Aviv's Ben-Gurion International Airport to the Western Wall in Jerusalem. A proposal was made to name the future Temple train station after Donald Trump. I'm still quoting. Rabbi Yekutiel, if I'm pronouncing his name right, probably am not, Fish, told Israel 365 News, that God is preparing the way for the pilgrims to arrive at the temple. Practically, a train is the best means since it can carry many more people. Fish related that Rabbi Diskin heard the whistle of the first train to arrive in Jerusalem in 1892 and said, they are clearing the way for Messiah and the redemption is on the way. Fish sees this, this is interesting, pre-Messiah train. See, they're, they're waiting for their Messiah. It's just not the true Messiah. It's the false Messiah. It's the anti-Messiah, the anti-Christos, anointed one, Christ. They're waiting for their Savior, So this pre-Messiah train (laughs) phenomenon being played out to an even stronger degree with the new high-speed track that will bring travelers directly from Ben-Gurion International Airport to the Western Wall in Jerusalem. Get this, the train is expected to begin service in April, just in time for the Passover holiday. Did you hear that? Wait, so the train is going to be ready to bring travelers, because you know Jerusalem is packed full of people for Passover. Um, And the next Passover feast, 
celebrated in Jerusalem is in April of next year. And they're going to have the train ready to bring people to the temple that I guess is going to be ready too. Hmm. Hmm. How you doing? I'm doing great, by the way. <laughs> Quoting, a high-speed train is precisely what is needed for Passover, when all of Israel is required to bring their sacrifice to the temple, fish told breaking Israel news. Hashem, God, literally the name, is preparing the way for the pilgrims to arrive at the temple. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Okay, pastor, please, what are you saying? The rapture is this Rosh Hashanah? Are you day setting now? Do you think it's going to be this Rosh Hashanah in 2022? This September? Answer? I know you're dying for the answer. Drum roll, please. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Well, again, Pastor, with all due respect, <laughs> um, you've gotten excited before this time of year. I know. And I'm going to get excited every time of the year in the fall. We don't know. But what if? Oh. <laughs> okay. I know that there has never been a shortage of speculation on the part of some in this regard. And by the way, let me just say that it's kind of sad when Christians who get excited about the rapture, especially this time of the year, are excoriated. Because if I'm not mistaken, there is a crown of righteousness that awaits those who long for the rapture. That's what the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy by the Holy Spirit. He knew that his time had come to an end. He had fought the good fight. He had finished the race, and he was ready to go, and he knew it was time. And he says to Timothy, I know what awaits this crown of righteousness. And here's the thing, not just for me, but for all who long, ache, yearn, watch for his appearing, the rapture. So and one more, <laughs> maybe just one, but if I'm not mistaken, Jesus Himself, to His disciples, said to them, I'm going to go now. I have to go. I know you don't want me to go, but if I don't go, I can't come back and take you to that place that I've prepared for you in my Father's house, where there are many dwelling places 
mansions, as some of your translations rendered. If it were not so, I would not have told you that I go to prepare a place for you, so that where I am, my Father's house, there you may be also. That's the rapture. That's a bridegroom to his bride saying, I'm going to, now that we're engaged, the betrothal is complete. I give you my word and promise that I'm going to go and build a bridal chamber. And then I'm going to come back as a thief in the night, as was the custom in those Jewish wedding traditions. I'm going to come at an hour you expect none. No man knows the day or the hour. I'm going to come as a thief in the night. And they would take and they would lift the bride up off the earth and carry her. Hello? (laughs) That's the rapture. As a thief in the night. When? Don't know. What time is the wedding? Don't know. Well, that's a problem for wedding announcements, isn't it? What are you going to say? Yeah, you're invited. Uh, Time? Don't know. Hour? Day? Don't know. Just be ready. Be ready. Well, here's my point, and believe it or not, I actually have a point here. (laughs) You're not going to take that away from me. I long for, I yearn for, I'm watching for, And I get very excited about Jesus coming to take me out of this world. Okay, there's not one more, there's two more. This is the second, the last one. I was thinking about this this morning. You know, conspicuously absent from these prophecy updates is any mention of rising up and taking back. You'll never hear that. And here's why. It's not rising up, it's looking up. It's not taking back, it's taking out. Let me say that again. There's no rising up or taking back. Hey, I don't want it back. You can have it. After I'm gone, you can have it. You can have this world. Just give me Jesus. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Well, I feel better now. I hope you do too. (laughs) So there's nothing wrong. In fact, there's everything right about being excited that the Lord could come at any moment that trumpet could sound, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Okay, the third last part on this. I want you to think about this at the time of the rapture. This is real. This is really real. I know that's deeply profound. It's really, really real. (laughs) We are going to put off these bodies, that alone. Praise the Lord. Come quickly. We're going to put off. Yeah, that that deserves a, yeah. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus, because this thing got a lot of miles on it, and I don't know how much more miles are left on this thing. But So we're going to put off corruptible, these fleshly bodies, and in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to get our glorified bodies. Oh, I can't wait. And we're going to be caught up and Watch this, the dead in Christ rise first. So they're going to get there, and we're going to see them. I'm going to see my mommy. I'm going to see my daughter, Noel. I'm going to see all of those loved ones that died in Christ, who will get their bodies in the first resurrection, at the time of the rapture. They're going to get their new bodies And they're going to rise first, and we're going to see them again, and we're going to see the Lord, and be with the Lord forever, man. If that doesn't give you chicken skin, (laughs) I don't know what will. Okay, I think that we would do well to consider this. I know there's a lot of speculation, and who knows, maybe we'll have to talk more about this in October or November. (laughs) I hope not, please, Lord. But we should consider this. Consider what? Consider everything that's now happening and perhaps more importantly, the swiftness with which everything is now happening. It does seem that it's all heading to the appointed time, exactly as Bible prophecy tells us it would. This brings me full circle to the aforementioned September to remember, which I'd like to expound on for the remainder of our time. So for the better part of two plus years, we've witnessed the prophetic trajectory, if I can say it like that, towards a bio-digital ID vis-a-vis a COVID injection in order for anyone to buy or sell. Now I know that's kind of a summary, and I hope it's not an oversimplification, but everything that we've seen has been moving in that direction over the last two plus years. And the the key word here that I really want to draw your attention to is this word, bio, biological. It is going to be a biological ID that will mark, word used intentionally, everyone digitally, biometrically, medically, in order for anyone to be able to buy or sell. This is Revelation 13. I mean, you know it well, at least I hope you do. Revelation 13 talks about the image of the beast, the worship of the beast, 
and the mark of the beast. And unless you have this mark with the name of a man and the number of his name being 666, you will not be able to buy or sell. That's Revelation 13. So everything has been heading very fast, I might add, in that direction. Economically, financially, you will not be able to buy financially, economically, or sell financially, economically, unless you have this. Well, what is this? Well, on Monday, September 12th, boy, a lot happened on Monday. I I never liked Mondays, and I particularly didn't like last Monday, but last Monday, September 12th. Did you hear about this? Yet another executive order. Now hang in there, because this is a mouthful. Executive order on advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing innovation for a sustainable, safe, and secure American bioeconomy. What? Okay. Let me first quote this, and then I'll do my best to explain this. Section 1, Policy. It is the policy of my administration to coordinate a whole-of-government approach to advance biotechnology and biomanufacturing towards innovative solutions in health, climate change, energy, food security, agriculture. How about this one? Supply chain resilience and national and economic security. Central to this policy and its outcomes are principles of equity. Sounds so, aw. Ethics, aw. Safety, aw. And security, okay. That enable, uh uh-oh, access to technologies processes, and products in a manner that benefits all Americans and the global community, and that maintains United States technological leadership and economic competitiveness. By the way, we have links to all of this. It's quite lengthy. (laughs) Still quoting. I want you to listen very carefully to this next quote. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way in which we write software and program computers unlock the power of biological data, including through computing tools and 
artificial intelligence, AI, and advance the science of scale-up production while reducing the obstacles for commercialization so that innovative technologies and products can reach markets faster. Section 12, paragraph 1. Enhance cooperation, including joint research projects and expert exchanges on biotechnology research and development, especially in genomics. Section or paragraph 4, section 12. Work to promote the open sharing of scientific data, including genetic sequence data. Okay, I'm going to do my best, with the help of the Holy Spirit, (laughs) to decrypt this cryptic September 12th executive order. This is a cashless DNA biodigital economic system that will be implanted and implemented subsequent to the pre-planned controlled demolition, actually better said, disintegration of the current global economy. What this means is that all will surrender their human rights in order to usher in transhumanism, the merging of man with machine. Clay and iron don't mix. Fourth Industrial Revolution, ironically enough, the fourth and final kingdom in Daniel's prophecy. Simply put, This is a formal documentation and declaration eradicating any informed consent, and in so doing authorizes gene editing technologies, which according to Bible prophecy, merges man with machine. Moreover, it's artificial intelligence, which is really satanic intelligence, will in the tribulation, alter the human DNA, dooming and damning all who accept the mark for all of eternity by hacking the, quote, software of life. We've quoted Yuval Harari. He's a World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab guy that basically says we're hacking humans. We need to redefine what it means to be human. Hmm. So if we can alter the human DNA using what's known as CRISPR-Cas9 technology, which basically you see it like this, a scissors that goes into the human DNA and cuts out a strand and replaces it with this. What's this? Oh, it's a a different code. It's a different script and program. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible... 
take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.